Not intended to trigger ASMR, but rather intended to send shivers down your spine in a different way. ASMR Quest listener, uh, excuse me. Welcome back to Spooky ASMR Quest <laughs> listeners. I am your spooky host, Spooky John Tyler. And joined. Oh, go oh. ahead. Well, I am. I am your your frightful co-host, uh, Ian the Skeleton Fox. Oh wow. Um, I mean, it seems like you have a maybe a you know a slightly fancier nickname than I do, but mm-hmm. it's not quite on brand. Um, you know, we're, we're, it, 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 this is a spooky podcast. Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, spooky. A spooky, I'm a spooky skeleton. Look how you hear my bones clattering. <laughs> it just sounds like wind. I don't know what you're doing. It sounds like there's, like, wind blowing against the mic or something. Or, okay. Oh, oh okay. That sounds a little more bony. Hold on, I can get another. This one's more bony. <laughs> yeah, it kind of works. Oh, John, now, John, put the, put, put, um in there and post like the sound of a skeleton dancing okay i'm just gonna uh, include the entirety of spooky scary skeletons right here mm-hmm. uh definitely not fair use um definitely copyright infringement oh but, no uh, i think i think spooky scary skeletons i think there's two grounds for it not being fair use one is that it's at least like 300 years old and so <laughs> i'm pretty sure that um you know any, any sort of uh, I that is public expired. domain and two is I feel that like it's probably not old enough for it to be public domain. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's. I feel like it is the rightful heritage of all mankind. Right? It's like you can't. <laughs> you can't claim ownership of the oceans, John. You can't claim ownership of space. That is a great point. You can't claim ownership really of spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> Even if your name is Andrew Gould, you still can't do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andrew Gould. Uh, when you uh, make you didn't... a piece of artwork. That terrific, that beautiful. Yeah, you you created a, a masterpiece um, so great that it, it is really sort of a, a natural wonder. It's a wonder of the natural world. Yeah, it's like and it's like all wonders of the natural world. Um, the British are going to take it and they're going to put it in their <laughs> museum. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, either the I mean that's possible. That's possible. It's also entirely possible we'll just blow it up and extract its resources. That's that's a good point, John. That's a great point. Oh, man. Apparently, one thing that gets archaeologists pretty fussed up, John, mm-hmm. is older archaeologists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I took, um, like, an introduction, or, like, an one sort of, I think it was, like, intro, uh, archaeology, like, 101 or something when I was in college, uh, Took it my senior year to fulfill a gen ed cred, uh, requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very easy, <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely learned about uh, how salty modern day archaeologists are about 
not modern day archaeologists and just how much around, they fucked everything up. Smashing all the historical sites. <laughs> burning all the mummies. Now, John, you yeah. did sort of undersell yourself a bit. I mean, I know that you had an easy time in the archaeology class, but you did also discover um, the the lost city of Atlantis, sort of as your <laughs> as your senior uh, thesis project, or just just like the, the class project mm-hmm. at the end. So I think it's it's maybe fair to say that you're just like a natural born archaeologist. That's that's fair. That's fair. But uh, let's move away from uh, um, archaeology for a moment um, and. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I sh- let's take a step back because mm-hmm. we did bring up mummies and um, I, I would be remiss to if I didn't explain that the reason that archaeologists were burning mummies because they didn't want them stalking about killing people. You know, like mm-hmm. they are very spooky and it was done in self-defense. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, today we do have much better uh, mummy containment uh, capabilities and it is possible to protect ourselves from mummies without having to destroy them mm-hmm. so that we can study them in their spooky state. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is certainly a loss. It was, um, you know, needless death and violence. Um, but uh, to be somewhat fair to to our predecessors, um, you know, the, the mummies were going to spook them real good. That is true. You know, now that I'm... So, so I originally... I mean, we got into archaeology sort of as a tangent. But looking mm-hmm. back on it, I'm not sure that there's a spookier profession than archaeology. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Um, we've got a lot of spooky stuff to talk about today that wasn't necessarily, uh, intended to be spooky, but it sort of is in a way. Oh, John, we'll send thrills and chills down your (laughs) spine! (laughs) Ah, dear. Um, I guess you already said that. Do you want to, uh... Actually, I'll let you introduce our first segment. Okay, so our first segment, John, our first and greatest segment that's right save the best for first um it's it we're back john to the enlightenment corner wow that's um, now, Ian, what would you say is spooky about the enlightenment corner well john i think that enlightenment is spooky as a concept uh because of course you know enlightenment implies the absence of enlightenment which mm. for anybody for any like you know normal Walking, talking, thinking human being. That was a kind of, it's a kind of frightening concept because, you know, if you're not enlightened, are you just a sort of philosophical zombie, you know, shuffling oh. around in this oh, mortal my. coil, John, bound up ooh, <laughs> by the spooky shackles of materialism and a lack oh. of proper introspection? <laughs> that is very spooky. Yeah. Uh, and so for today's, the, the first um, edition of the Enlightenment Corner, since whenever we stopped doing it way back in the beginning, <laughs> probably like episode four or something, um, <laughs> we're going to talk, John, about what is Enlightenment by Immanuel Kant. Yes, I, I selected are. this because I think one of the problems that plagued the previous um, incarnation of the Enlightenment Corner mm-hmm. is that we didn't really set out with, with I mean, yeah, so the, the objective was always to achieve Enlightenment. But I think one problem I faced time and time again is I wasn't sure what enlightenment is. And so I figured, you know, who better to tell me than Immanuel Kant, a noted um, philosopher, uh, and this essay, which is very helpfully entitled, just what is enlightenment? It's, it's a uh, helpful title um, mm-hmm. in that uh, it, it, uh, temp- it seems that it is going to uh, set out to answer the question mm-hmm. uh, that we that is so hot on everyone's uh, tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, 
I would say it's not such a helpful uh, headline in that um, the or title, excuse me, in that the the essay itself doesn't really address the question in a satisfying manner to me. Uh, I found yeah. this. Um, I found uh, you know, and I'll put this in a way that a, a Manuel Kant would would understand. Uh, but I found it rather pedestrian. But John, no, no, uh, no. You say I find it pedestrian. Pedestrian is. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a very it feels very elitist and also very nothing. Yeah, I sort of like, walked away from this feeling like I had read an old and really hard to read like Aeon article or whatever. Like just one of those one of those sites, right? That sort of puts out the the polished up think pieces. There are sort of the the listicles for people who who wouldn't want to be seen reading a listicle. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, just insubstantial, I guess. I think that's a, yeah, it, it's very insubstantial. I, I mean, it basically amounts to uh, you're all sheeple. Uh, you got to think for yourselves, mm-hmm. uh, and the man is trying to keep you down, trying to. Well, to not well, necessarily. Not so There's, I think that it was a little more sophisticated than that. But John, enlightenment is man's em- emergence from his self-imposed knowledge. Knowledge is the inability to use one's understanding without another's guidance, John. So there you go. In the first two sentences, Kant has addressed the the big question laid forward by this, what is enlightenment? Enlightenment is the inability to think for yourself, you sheeple. Uh, Yep. And then the rest of it is just him sort of talking about the circumstances under which a person is sort of unable to, to... operate by themselves without another's guidance, how the people yeah. who are guiding us, you know, they sort of purposefully try to keep you in that state. Yes. Um, you can and, and achieve that, it like, through freedom. And people do tend to, like, stay in that state because it offers a sort of security blanket and that you don't feel like you have to fully take responsibility for your own actions because you're just following what the person in charge has said or is doing. Um, you know, I, I don't think any of it is, like, wrong necessarily like i mean it's, it all seems true it's just it, it's so like it's so basic yeah he was I, he was he was i think on this day drinking a lot of pumpkin spice lattes because he was pretty <laughs> basic now to be fair um you know kant i don't know how old he is but i think he was like uh, in the I, 1800s so i did look it up he died in the very early 1800s so this was written in the 1700s so maybe it was like mind-blowing at the time people like whoa man um some other options. So a, a, a large portion of this essay is actually um, talking about situations, particularly relating to religion, where you yeah. sort of do have to, like, do as you're ordered or whatever, right? Right. And he's mm-hmm. he basically says the, the way to enlightenment in these sorts of situations is you, you got to wear multiple hats, John. You wear, like, the hat of, you know, oh, I work for the military, so I do what I'm ordered, or, oh, I'm a priest, so I, I speak sort of the gospel or whatever. Um but at the same time, you've also got to be a scholar. And so you've got to report just sort of from your individual self what your findings are, what your thoughts are. you got to write these sorts of think pieces, John. Um, yeah. I thought, that was, I thought that was a sensible message. Um, yeah. Also, one thing that I thought was kind of funny is that he, he talks a bit about how allowing people this freedom of thought, this freedom of expression... Uh, you know, it will lead to freedom um, for the people, but it also, you know, won't be, you know, for the for the, for the the strong prince, it won't be a concern. 
I did thought, find that point kind of amusing because, I mean, of course, this was written at a time when uh, kings and such were much more common. And yeah. then we sort of did have the, the widespread um, <laughs> adoption of this sort of freedom of thought and freedom of speech and stuff. And as a result, um, all of the <laughs> monarchies did fall. And so yeah. ultimately, I mean, it's I think we'd all agree it's for the best, but he was sort of off base on that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The, the English royalty is doing pretty well for themselves. That is true. That is true. And they've and uh, the Queen is now immortal, John. From <laughs> I, what I, I understand, I missed that uh, news article. Was it some sort of satanic ritual? I was on BuzzFeed. <laughs> the only <laughs> news force you need, John. So we've now read what is enlightenment. I guess the 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 what we need to consider for ourselves, John, is is this a satisfying definition of enlightenment? <laughs> no. Okay, so we've got to continue before we before we really dive, you know, head deep into into our quest for enlightenment. Perhaps we need to do a little more investigation into what is enlightenment. And perhaps. this has been the Enlightenment Corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then John add like some like some thunderbolts or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of those like real good ones that happen like uh, like like a, a Frankenstein movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a so you know it's time for our ad break, John. I'm gonna put in an ad this week for the Complete Guide to Everything. Uh, it's a very good podcast. Um, they're not necessarily paying us to give this ad, but I you know, I, I want to give them the bump. Uh, they've been doing a a month of Halloween, and they recently did an episode on Frankenstein, the book. That was very funny. Nice. I haven't listened to that episode yet, although I do listen to that podcast. It is very good. I can I can also give it my seal of approval. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not quite as popular as this one, so it's, it's nice of us to give them a, a mm-hmm. nice uh, sort of a nice bump like that. Mm-hmm. Really, we're we're giving back, giving back to the little guy. Mm-hmm. And now, John, on to the next part of this podcast. It's. Mm-hmm. Some news which actually covers kind of serious topics today. Wait, you're odds. skipping notable vids. Oh, the notable... You're right, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I completely... I, here's the problem, I got my tabs Don't out of order. Don't worry, listeners, we're not getting too serious yet. Oh, you we're can gonna take a deep breath for now. And shriek with it. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're talking about notable vids. Uh, so all, uh, all we have in this section is uh, there's a, a bunch of new W Magazine videos uh, mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about yet. Um, so they have released new uh, celebrity ASMR videos uh, featuring Cynthia Erivo, Jenny Slate, and Cardi B. Um, not in that order, but but all of them exist. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that I... order, view-wise, it turns out. Oh, Really? Yeah, the Cynthia video has about 100,000 views, Jenny Slate has about 400, and Cardi B's sitting high and dry at almost 900,000 views. That does not really surprise me. I nah, uh, doesn't really. Seems like Cardi B is by far the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly know who Jenny Slate is and not Cynthia Erivo, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that is uh, a reflection of the general public. Um, I did look up Cynthia Erivo. She's apparently best known for her work in musicals, which would explain why I don't know who she is. Yeah. You are a noted um, hater of musicals. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. Well, John, you did also like after after Hamilton uh, came out, you did burn all <laughs> of your what, like ten dollar bills. Is that what Hamilton's on? 
Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, I was gonna say I, 20s, but I'm pretty sure that's Jackson. That's Jackson, yeah, that's Andrew Jackson. What an asshole. Kind of funny, he's on. like, he's the, he's the guy on, like, the most used piece of American currency. Yeah, and he's, like, probably the second worst president. Yeah, it's probably, he's probably not gonna be there for much longer, I think. I hope not. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like anybody really... Like, you know, it's not like he was a, a big controversial guy where, like, some people like, oh, he was a great president. Other people are like, well, no, he, he did do the Trail of Tears. Yeah, Obviously, he just did the Trail of Tears, but his prose, John, his prose are, he did have that, that thing where he, he had, like, the big public White House party and someone brought a really big wheel of cheese. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, a point so in his favor. Yeah, that's fair. That, that explains why he's still on the $20 bill. He did have a good party once. Mm-hmm. Um... So I, I did not watch the Cynthia Revo one, um, partly because I wasn't really familiar with her. Uh, but then when I did go to watch it, um, there's uh, some, uh, what is that stuff? The, the, the like, rollout long bubble gun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it's called, it, it's disgusting. And it's right in, like, the opening scenes of the video. So I had no interest in continuing further. Well, she wasn't chewing it, though, was she? I think she was just unrolling it. Well, presumably she's going to. I, there's still gum involved. I, 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 don't need, I don't need that in my life. Hmm. Uh, I did watch the Jenny Slate and Cardi B videos, and I, I enjoyed both of them quite a lot. Uh, Cardi B uh, has talked quite a bit in the past about her uh, fandom of ASMR, um, so of course she knows what she's doing. I don't know whether or not Jenny Slate um, has uh, a lot of former experience with ASMR, but she's certainly a natural at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, congrats to both Jenny Slate and Cardi B for doing some very good ASMR. Yeah, I thought Cardi B, so I, I, her video, it seemed like it could be a, a professional ASM artist, ASMR video. Um, maybe. Oh, I don't know, yeah, it, it, seemed, it seemed very serious. Uh, the Jenny Slate one didn't strike me so much as, like, actual ASMR content, but I really, I think the, the Jenny Slate one was probably my favorite of these WMAG um, videos to date. Yeah, it's probably the funniest. Yeah. Um, she was very good. Also, before I knew that she was actually in the movie Venom, I was really tickled by the fact that the video uh, is has the hashtag Venom attached to it, which I assumed was just because of you know her talking about how she was rejected from the role of Venom. Yeah, I, I, she had some pretty good jokes about Venom. I also did not realize initially that she was in it, but mm-hmm. she does definitely make some good jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And she does the Marcel the Shell voice, which is... She does. As oh, delightful man. as it is unsettling to watch a person do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it fits a shell perfectly, but it doesn't seem like a person should be able to make that sound. No, it really like, doesn't. I think that's part of what brings Marcel the Shell to life, is that you can't imagine a real person making that voice. Mm-hmm. But it turns out a real person does. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like watching it necessarily. <laughs> pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, listeners, that may- that means it's time for uh, ASMR news, where we uh, do actually have some uh, some kind of serious topics. Well, yeah, uh, some serious topics to talk about. As serious as they'll ever get, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why I tried to like diminish it. Um, that was uh, inaccurate and um, you know uh, um, disrespectful, I suppose. Would you like to um, submit a formal apology, John? No, because that, that's going like, <laughs> to, like, I, I should just go straight into it. Fair enough. Uh, 
So, um, so uh, the first uh, bit of news um, is uh, rather sad. Um, appara- uh, unfortunately, um, uh, the cosmic barber, uh, Baba Sen, passed away recently. Um, I believe on the October 18th or 19th. Um, he, it sounds like uh, he had a, a heart attack uh, in his sleep. Um, so... Uh, you know, it's, I, I think he probably went pretty quickly, which is, you know, that's, I guess, a, a bit of a a relief. But, you know, it's definitely, it, it is certainly sad. Uh, I mean, he was certainly a very big part of uh, ASMR for a lot of people. Um, I mean, he was one of the first people we talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you know, he just seemed like a, a very, like, nice, happy person based on uh, the, you know, that documentary we watched about him. Mm-hmm. Um he uh, he does have a family he leaves behind, so it is also you know, certainly very sad for them. Um, uh, and I, I guess um, he was trying to uh, raise money to start a uh, like bed and breakfast uh, that his family could run. Um, so I, I don't think that they had achieved that goal before he passed, but uh, I believe that the... Um, PayPal and Patreon are still up if that is something that you would like to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the second thing we wanted to talk about was uh, there was there was a, a pretty popular video on YouTube, John, put out about yes. ASMR recently. In particular, uh, ASMR involving children. Yeah. Uh, so this one is not uh, so sad. So we, we can make jokes again now, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> is a bit goodness. of relief. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this video has been out recently. Um, it is uh, a guy uh, who is, I think, a fairly popular YouTuber um, talking about uh, why he thinks it is an issue for kids to be making ASMR videos. Um, he His, I think, general sort of thesis uh is that um well is that well uh you know asmr is not necessarily sexual um a lot of asmr content is sexual uh or has like sexual aspects to it um and that you know kids are impressionable and going to be sort of replicating what uh they see and so sometimes you do end up with kids doing sort of sexual um content uh, but even if it's not sexual, it's still strange for children. It, it, there's still something, I guess, sort of skeezy uh, would be maybe the, the simple way of putting it uh, about having children sort of whispering to adults or that they don't know. Just strangers on the internet. Yeah. Well, I guess um, even because like, even if you even if you strip it of any sort of sexual connotations, right? Like, yeah, it's still it is still the idea of a child experience. A child just, like, relaxing a stranger on the internet. Yeah, there's something... I, I, I agree that there's something kind of uh, uncomfortable about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, any sort of, like, child stardom is uncomfortable, yeah. I, I think, you know, to an extent. You know, a, a lot of uh, child movie stars uh, don't do so well later in life. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that, that is sort of the general thesis of, of this video. Um, and it, it's been getting a lot of attention recently. Um, I, I, I sort of, I, I agree with the, the, the general point. Um, I 
I'm not a fan of children in a, doing ASMR videos myself. Um, but it is also one of those things that, like, you know, there are lots of kids who make videos on YouTube. Um, and some of them are very popular. And a lot of them do stuff that is not ASMR as well. Um, and Wait, Here's one thing I don't understand, John. Because yeah. I, I totally get, like, if you're, if you're a kid... You know, you watch a lot of YouTube, maybe you watch, maybe you like ASMR, you watch a lot of ASMR videos, you want to do mm-hmm. it, yeah. and you, you know, you, you mimic it in ways that might be a little unsettling. Uh, yeah. I cannot, for the life of me, imagine uh, how these people get popular. Well, is, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of other kids watching it. But, but if you're a kid, do kids like to watch other kids do, like, kid things? I would imagine so. I mean, this so I guess one of the weird things about, um or one of the things about the ASMR videos is a lot of the time you're not watching kids do kid things. You're watching kids do adult things, mm-hmm. um, which I think, uh, which at least to me is, I, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Kids have always emulated adults, mm-hmm. but I, I would be, I would personally would be less uncomfortable with it if it was kids doing kids stuff rather than kids doing adult stuff. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily unnatural for kids to do that or necessarily, like, bad for them to have that uh, desire. Um, I guess not so... I guess looking back, like, a lot of kid entertainment is definitely about kids, right? And you typically yeah. have, like, kids acting in the... There's just something about it, like, the the fact that a kid would be drawn to watch other kids in a, in a like, sort of non-produced way. Yeah. Seems kind of weird to me. Just like, that's fair. But. I, I think the one of the, the largest things that is different about children um, becoming popular through YouTube versus kids on, like, Disney or Nickelodeon is that I think there is, there's a more direct tie between internet stars and television stars and their fans. Or, sorry, between internet stars and their fans than there is between television stars and their fans. Mm-hmm. Um and that, like, it creates a, there's a much more, there's much more of a, like, one-sided, uh, intimate connection that a lot of fans will feel with people they are fans of on the internet versus more traditional form, like, mediums. Um, and I think especially with kids that could, that but could have, potentially have some, uh, uh, negative side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that, like... I don't know, I feel like we're just sort of vamping here about something we don't know anything about. Uh, so I'm going to move on John, to the one. I spend a lot of time following kids <laughs> online, and let me tell you about this hot goss. Uh, well, so I, I did actually have one more point I okay. wanted to make about this video. Uh, so you may have noticed up to this point, we have not actually mentioned the title of the video or the name of the person who put it out. Uh, and that is because I, while I have sort of uh, mixed takes on on the kids themselves doing ASMR, I do have one very firm take about this particular video, uh, which is that this guy is sort of complaining about how it's bad kids are sort of like being exploited, I guess, in this way on the internet. Um, And yet he has taken their videos that they have made and posted themselves and used them in his video. And it'd be one thing if it was like some very brief clips to just sort of get the point across but there's like very much a component of him showing something so that he can then react to it like he is very much using like exploiting these kids for views himself 
And I think that that is fucked No, up. no, no, John. No, no, no. Reacting to things is creative expression. It's transformative interpretation <laughs> of the material, John. No, so I, I, I... To take a step back... Um, in terms of fair use, I do think it's fair use. I think that he... Oh, I thought about... that was a kind of weak argument. Honestly. I was, I I was I, making it to ingest. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know you were making jest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think that he talks... It, if he was just reacting, then I would... Reaction videos are dumb. Yeah. Um, but this is, it is more than a reaction video. He's mm-hmm. talking about it. He's commenting. He's providing legitimate commentary. Okay, yeah. But he, he is definitely using these kids' videos more than is necessary for strictly journalistic purposes. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is skeezy. Yeah, I, I do agree. It's a, you know, it's a video about a, a, a very odd and uncomfortable topic. And it's a pretty, a pretty uncomfortable video in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and that's why we will not be saying the name of this famous YouTuber... Yeah, I mean, you can find him if you really want to, but, like, I don't know. Fuck that guy. Yeah, don't, he's not on Johnanator, uh, <laughs> YouTube.com. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't, I don't know if I really want to fully want to commit to saying fuck that guy, because I don't know anything about any of his other work, but mm-hmm. I don't know. At least in this well, video, John, I was not you a can fan say, of... Frick that guy. That's right. Frick that guy. <laughs> I was just partial, you know? We might upgrade this later. We might upgrade this yeah, frick later. I, I don't know enough about him to fully commit, so I'm going to give him a frick for now. We're staying PG for right now. But watch out. We're going to go PG-13 any day now. <laughs> so, that brings us then to our Hot Goss segment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's Hot Goss. Armor. Threads. Webbing. Spiders. <laughs> it's a crypt. Uh, you know, I think uh, one issue with uh, recording this uh, spooky episode is that we are recording it um, exactly one week before Halloween. So there's still a lot of, a lot of spooks and screams to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of ghouls to to be haunting before uh, the the real date. So we're we're a little premature here. I guess we're sort of the first wave of. Well, no, we're not the first. No, wave. John, that's the, John. We're the medium wave of uh, of, of spooks. I think so. There's the screams, a lot of people have been talking thrills. about you know Christmas creep and how basically now the second that Thanksgiving is done, it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Halloween creep is altogether more concerning. Uh, because Halloween, <laughs> there's Halloween no... has basically become all of October. At this well, point. John, here's the thing: there's no like with with Christmas. Christmas, I don't think will ever go before Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be that major holiday, at least in the U.S. Like, that's going to... Thanksgiving will be the wall past which Christmas cannot pass. I don't know. I, I think it ha- Christmas has kind of passed to the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, mm. I'll have but, to check. I'll have to pay attention this year. But my, yeah, my impression is... But I don't think it'll go any further. I don't think it'll creep any further than that. Halloween, though. You know, there's no major holiday. Like, I think basically the second that you get out of summer... All of fall, John, is at risk. That's true. I, I don't know. I, so I, I, on the, I, on the one hand, I disagree because I think that Halloween is going to be uh, contained to Spooktober, mm-hmm. more or less. On the other hand, pumpkin beers are coming out in like mid-August, <laughs> and a lot of pumpkin beers are very spooky themed. <laughs> 
Oh, jeez, it could even get into summer, John. I mean, what's the, what's the big major cultural holiday that comes before Halloween? Um, 4th of July, maybe? Oh, God, John. Because, no, no. I mean, like, you know, there's, like, Memorial Day, which, like, you know, people do stuff for that. But I don't think it's, it's not like a, a there's not, like, a big culture around it in the same way there is uh, some of these other holidays. Yeah. All I'm saying, John, is, you know, I think, because I think there are sort of the four main U.S. holidays, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and Halloween. Those, to me, are, like, the major high holidays. Um, okay. I feel like, because, you know, th- there's definitely the biggest gap is between Easter and Halloween, and that could all just fall. It could all become, John, we could be living in a <laughs> pumpkin-themed world. <laughs> with with just like brief I... jaunts over to Turkey Town or Santaville. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but I, I do think I'm going to put up my Halloween decorations on July 5th next year. Okay, well, I'm glad you decided to be part of the problem. <laughs> I, we've been spooky ASMR quest basically all year. Oh no! Uh, I I because I remember I, I like. After Halloween was over, I took us off of Spooky ASMR Quest, and then around Christmas, I changed us back to Spooky ASMR Quest in uh, in honor of uh, of New Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I never undid it; I completely forgot. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yes, Ian, I am part of the problem. Well, I am too, I suppose. Spooks year round. Oh, jeez! Oh no! So frightening. <laughs> That's right, John. It's time for everyone's favorite spooky segment. It's <laughs> gossamer-like webbing spider webs in a crypt. And we got an action-packed one today, John. I, I learned that Spotify has, like, an ASMR genre. Yeah, I don't think that's super new. Um, yeah, the, uh, but yeah, we, we haven't actually ever talked about that before. There are definitely a number of uh, ASMR artists who have albums of ASMR content on Spotify. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, it makes sense now that I know about it, but I never would have thought. Yeah, I agree. And, that and that's it for hot <laughs> No, John, hot gossamer-like webbing spiderweb. Oh, sorry. Encrypt. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll let, you, I'll let you do it then. Well, John, I already did it. No, take a fresh take, take a fresh take. Okay. And that's it for hot gossamer-like webbing a spiderweb in a crypt. <laughs> And now it's time for our main quest into the world of spooky-themed ASMR. Just a lot. I mean, really, at this point, trying to summarize all the spooky content that comes out in the month leading up to Halloween (laughs) is impossible. Yeah, um, it it covers, like, basically all subgenres of... Uh, ASMR, but with a twist. Here's the thing, um, though, John. I don't think that the Halloween canon is rich enough to support the amount of exposure which it's getting right now. Because <laughs> we got witches, we got vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see much mummy-themed content. No. You got skeletons. Yep. Uh, zombies. Zombies are sort of on the decline, and skeletons never really got going. Really, John, you've got witches and you've got vampires. Yeah, I, 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 in terms of Werewolves. ASMR content, I've mostly seen witches. Yeah. Uh, at least for roleplays. Uh, roleplays tend to center around witches, 
Uh, but then there's also um, uh, other types of spooky ASMR content. Mm-hmm. Um, a lo- there's definitely like a, a lot of uh, ASM artists will do sort of more IRL Halloween stuff, you know, talking about uh, decorations or pumpkins or um, we got one today costumes. that I quite enjoyed. Um, is it the the ASMR Zeitgeist pumpkin video that I? It is the included? ASMR yes. Zeitgeist pumpkin video that you put in. Yeah, uh, so ASMR Zeitgeist has a uh, pumpkin tingles ultimate Halloween ASMR, mm-hmm. uh, and in this video he carves and plays with some pumpkins mm-hmm. uh in an asmr manner yeah they're pretty fancy pumpkins too yeah he is a good pumpkin carver these are far better than any pumpkin i ever carved mm-hmm. and it's just i i feel like i turned on the video and it was like asmr just turned up to 11 john it seemed like mm-hmm. a very intense opening yeah yeah it's, it's got a pretty intense opening um it's like very solid asmr content um i have always been uh, more of a fan of the sort of of the non role play, more IRL type ASMR content, anyway, mm-hmm. um, and that is what this is. It's just a guy uh, practicing the art of pumpkin carving uh, mm-hmm. in a very satisfying manner. Just living his pumpkin carving dream, living yeah. all of our pumpkin carving dreams, and also he's got a great set. Oh yeah, certainly he's got a bunch of fake leaves. He's got some uh, some spooky candles. I mean, they candles. might be real. Uh, They're probably uh, may- maybe. I was yeah, like, where the, would you buy fake The scene leaves? I'm looking at right now makes them look fake, but it can be okay. hard to tell, especially in a mm. video. Um, Actually, yeah, no, you're... So I'm, I've, I went back to, like, when they have a, a front-on shot, and they do look kind of fake. But it's tough, like... It's like, where would you get fake fall leaves? I don't know. But he has fall leaves. Let's leave it at that. We don't need to discuss whether they're fake or real. It's too I late, mean, John. We've already discussed clearly, it. Clearly, they're real in a way. Who John, is to say what is fake and what is real, Ian? It's like it's like Santa Claus, um, <laughs> you know. He's real in the heart of all the children, and also in reality, they are real leaves. John is what I'm saying. All right, let's go with that. Okay, he's got real leaves. Are they plastic or organic? I cannot say, <laughs> but they are real. They are real fall leaves. Uh oh, God! I just watched a clip where his hand phased through one as if it was a hologram. <laughs> oh no, they're ghost leaves. Or he's a ghost. Oh man! Ooh. Pumpkin tingles. Watch it today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I it's, quite like. I, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Um, it wins so, yeah, the so Ian Choice is... Award. So, sorry, what was that? It wins the Ian Choice Award for this oh, okay. week. Yeah, um, and then I, I didn't uh, look into it much this year, but I recall last year uh, Sassy Crafts had quite a few, uh, you know, craft uh, Halloween themed videos. So if, if that is your sort of uh, spooky ASMR genre of choice, I'm sure you've you've got plenty of options out there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've also got the uh, the spooky role play. Oh, we've got um, a lot of spooky roleplay for you this week. Uh, for example, uh, Frivolous Fox recently posted a video, ASMR casting a spell on you, tilde, open parentheses, ear to ear inaudible, slash, sorry, forward slash, unintelligible you, affirmations, close parentheses. Um, and uh, so this is, uh, uh, so Frivolous Fox has dressed herself up as a, a very spooky witch. Um, and she is 
whispering into the microphones inaudibly as uh, the um, as the title explains, uh, presumably casting a spell on you since that's what the uh, the the title tells me. But I, given that I can't hear what she's saying, and I'm also not familiar with the ways of the witch, uh, I can't personally confirm that she is in fact casting a spell on me. Did you watch but, the whole video, John? Uh, I did not. I, I got through a good portion of it, but I did not quite finish it. So maybe the okay. spell is incomplete. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I've not seen the whole video, but maybe if you watch the whole video, the enchantment will fall over you, um, and maybe you'll turn into a pumpkin. Well, maybe. A horrifying uh. weapon of mass destruction <laughs> released on the internet. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, if you did, if you had mm-hmm. magical spells, right? Yeah. And they took like 20 minutes to cast... This is basically the only way you could ever actually get someone to fall under your enchantment. <laughs> Just release it as an ASMR video. I really, you could like sneak into someone's house while they're sleeping. Yeah, but they, maybe um, they have to understand the spell, right? Oh, maybe. Of course, then this well, is that's something I can't understand unintelligible. Anyway. Yeah. But I do feel affirmed. <laughs> I also wonder, you know, if it's a if it's a beneficial spell, then you know. I'm, I would certainly sit still for 20 minutes for a spell that's going to make my life better. Well, but Um, do witches cast beneficial spells in this day and age, Sean? I know that witches have a long history of being basically medicine women, but nowadays they're basically all uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, um, flying around in their broomsticks with their cauldrons, hexing people, um, playing Bayonetta. I I, I would say that, that witches are similar to to maybe like goths or motorcyclists you know there's a a sort of aesthetic that they're into but it doesn't define them as a person you know there's Mm. there's some bad witches out there some good witches there but you know they all just they all just kind of like the aesthetic Mm -hmm. that's true and i guess there's also like you know there's all these these wiccan people right where it's like their actual religion and boy i bet this is an annoying month for them (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, uh, actually, speaking of which, um, uh, I imagine, uh, similarly, going to Salem, Massachusetts would be very annoying to them. <laughs> uh, especially because um, there are a lot of places in Salem that's, that very intentionally blur the lines between a fantasy witch and a Wiccan, or, and Wiccan practices. Um, like, there's... Tons and tons of witch shops in Salem that uh, don't really seem to make a distinction between the two. Mm. Which I don't know. Maybe maybe some people re- actually maybe I, I imagine some people kind of revel in that. But then I imagine there are other people who find it annoying. Mm. Oh wow! Okay, I was I was just hearing some some odd noises, John. Some odd relaxing noises in the background. I thought I was losing my gourd. <laughs> But it turns out I accidentally just started the Pumpkin Tingles video again. <laughs> uh, also, I was gonna—I was gonna ask: Have you ever been to Salem around Halloween? I haven't. I've heard it's crazy. Yeah, that seems like a town that go nuts for Halloween. Oh, I, I hear they do. Um, yeah, I haven't been to Salem in a long time, actually. Uh, yeah. Mostly, I went to Salem uh, as a child for swim meets because mm-hmm. my sister was very good at swimming, and she went to a lot of swim meets that mm-hmm. I got dragged along to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I probably haven't been there since I was like, I don't know, like 14 maybe. So it's been a long time, despite the fact that it at no point in my life really would have been all that much of a hassle to go. 
No. Well, John, I challenge you. I give you this spooky Halloween curse to go to Salem at some point. Does it have to see be this what month? Doing. Nah. Just, okay, good. It would be nice if it was this month, but I assume, I, that seems like more of an inconvenient Halloween curse. Yeah, there's uh, like a week left in the month, and I, I'm pretty booked up, actually. Yeah. Well, John, you can just... Uh, you know, tell someone who you've got plans with or whatever, like, you know, pack your bags, we're going to Salem. <laughs> uh, maybe next October. Okay, we'll see. Alright. Speaking of next October, John... Good Night Moon put out a video! Okay, yeah, that you you confused me with that uh, transition, because or that segue, because this video is actually from, from last October. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so... John, to last October, this October is next October. Okay. <laughs> also, this is published on November, John, not October. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, so um, we are uh, referencing All Hallows' Eve Festival, open parenthesis, ASMR, close parenthesis, by Goodnight Moon. Uh, this also falls into the spooky roleplay genre, uh, although Goodnight Moon has put her own spin on it, uh, in that it is uh, much less spooky than uh, Frivolous Fox's video. Uh, but it's also much longer. This is a two-hour video that Goodnight Moon created featuring a whole cast of characters um, that are all... And so you, you go to this festival and you meet... Um, uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different uh, characters in your evening at this festival. And uh, you have a little chat with all of them and... Find out what they're up to. Check out their costumes, and uh, it's you know it's just a it's just a rollicking good time. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of Stardew Valley. It yeah it uh, it is very Stardew Valley esque. Actually, I feel like all of Goodnight Moon's content has sort of a, a Stardew Valley like aesthetic, mm-hmm. which I approve of. And also, <laughs> she she even put out a Halloween video this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she'll put out more in the future since we are still a week out from the the proper spookening. Um, she's got a, a little sparkly star pumpkin emoji, ASMR festive Halloween drawings pumpkin star emoji. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it because I only just found it now. Uh, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we're trying to just sort of give an overview of the different types of uh, ASMR... A spooky ASMR there is out there, because uh, we can't watch all of it. There's too much of it. Well, this um, spooky ASMR, uh, she's drawn pumpkins. Um, and also ghosts. Um, so then there's uh, another type of um, spooky ASMR content, which I would say is not spooky at all, uh, but rather just, um, you know, your general type of ASMR con- uh, content, but, but festive. Uh, and that is what uh, what Latte ASMR specializes in, is festive role plays rather than spooky role plays. Uh-huh. Uh, she has, uh, for, so for example, uh, last year she had Halloween special care in Latte's beauty salon. Pumpkin emoji, forward slash ASMR makeup artist. Uh, and in this video, you know, it's, uh, it's a very sort of down-to-earth, real-life type scenario where you've gone into this beauty salon you're getting makeup done but you know the the beauty salon is all all decorated out for halloween and you're getting Mm -hmm. some halloween makeup oh i'd be furious about that john 
If I went just like for my regular beauty salon appointment to get, you know, my makeup done and I walk out looking like, you know, a Frankenstein, <laughs> I'd be I'd be furious. Ian, I feel like you are you know, I, I think you would love to look like a Frankenstein. You know, you're a man in the sciences, and I think you would want to look very much like a, a distinguished scientist. Oh, it's come to this, John. <laughs> it's come to this. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't say monster. Everybody knows what monster is. It's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. But, John, yeah. here's the thing. I don't think that um, Frankenstein, uh, the monster, I don't think that he deserves the title of Frankenstein's monster, because I don't think he's owned by anyone. I think he's his own man. And that's why I call him Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're gonna make that argument, you gotta he's gotta have his own name. Mm-hmm. And it's the name of his creator, Frankenstein. <laughs> but the last name. And also, you gotta admit, John, Frankenstein's pretty spooky sounding. It is, yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, uh, I actually, I did not come across any videos, uh, Featuring a Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to, to Latte. Um, she also released a video this year. ASMR Witch's Magic Spa Treatment Water Drop Emoji. Um, and this is another, I would say, festive roleplay. Uh, a little more whimsy. Uh, not whimsy. A little more mysticism, I would say, than last year's video. And that she is, in fact, a, a real witch in, in this video. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she's a very, a very modern, hip, down to earth witch. You know, just just a a regular gal who just happens to practice witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's preparing a, a nice, friendly spell for you. Mm-hmm. What does the spell do, John? I don't remember. Yeah, probably something. Probably relaxes uh, I, you. Yeah, I, I almost certainly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but now we want to talk about a man. Who does not really do Halloween themed content? He does not because Variety. all of his content is spooky. Yeah, he he spooks us year round. He makes us uncomfortable the whole year. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're talking about ephemeral riffs. Uh, Man, he... I've, so I haven't mm-hmm. seen ephemeral riffs YouTube page in a little while. But I gotta say, like going yeah, through a lot of his recent videos, he really is probably the most creative person in ASMR. He's got all these very weird concepts and all these, <laughs> all these ideas. He has a lot of ideas. They're all know. uncomfortable. I gotta... <laughs> You've got God answers your questions. Uh, let's eat Domino's pizza. And then a, a genuinely uncomfortable video, I think, lights out. I watched a little bit of it. It's the most recent video. And it's a roleplay where you're in an insane asylum, and you're just lying in bed as this this doctor man stands in a doorway watching you. I didn't watch that one. He, I think pretty much all of his videos take place in the sanitarium. Mm-hmm. Or at least a lot of them do. Um, you also uh, provided a link here to Welcome to Ephemeral Rift, which is just a, a two and a half minute video he put together to sort of introduce you to his channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is very unsettling. <laughs> It features a uh, mannequin talking to you with an uncomfortable, modulated voice. Uh, and then, you know, also features some, some other clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I posted it mainly because I thought it was funny that for this, this ASMR channel, the, the main voice was this harsh robotic drone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, 
And then uh, I also uh, included a, a video I watched a little bit of that he posted back on August 7th because, again, you know, Ephemeral Rift, he makes us uncomfortable all year round. It's not it's not just a an October thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I say he makes us uncomfortable year round. Um, this is actually a, a, a very delightful video. Chillin' with Cthulhu, uh, pipe ASMR, or bar... I don't know. D- does pipe make me sound like uh, an obnoxious computer person? Is yeah. that like saying pound? I don't, well, I don't no, know. Because I, I think pound is just British, right? Um, well, I think they don't say hashtag, do they? I don't know. I imagine British people say... Oh, John, now. you gotta check your Twitter. You got uh, you're, you're hashtagging wrong. No, John. <laughs> they don't say that at all. <laughs> they certainly don't say that. <laughs> they talk about the pounds, John. Your pounds are all ghibli. That's what they say. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, yeah, he's got a, a Chillin' with Cthulhu video where uh, you're just hanging out with Cthulhu. Um, and Cthulhu's talking about all the various pop culture that he's into. Um, and I, it's very unclear if, uh, this is stuff that, uh, he specifically picked out for Cthulhu to be into, or if it's just stuff that he's into. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's all stuff that, like, I could certainly imagine he's into, uh, but it also is stuff that, like, is kind of amusing for Cthulhu to be into, so I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, Cthulhu's just talking to you about pop culture, so that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's important to to remember ephemeral rift uh, during this spookiest of all months. Mm-hmm. Uh, the even spookiest ASM artist on the spookiest month, yeah, of the year. And with that, John, I think that it's time to close the the coffin lid. Oh no! On the listener, you're in a you've been oh, in a coffin the oh, whole time. No. Oh. You're oh, being buried alive. Oh, shit. I need... Oh, listener. <laughs> we got you now. <laughs> I kind of... I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going for one thing, and so... But then I've you're going for no another idea. thing, and I, I kind I of fucked it up. <laughs> I don't know what you thought I was going for. Tonight. I thought you were saying we were in the coffin. So no, we're was, in the coffin. No, no, no. no we're, yeah. we're burying the list. John, how are we going to bury ourselves? I'm sorry. Alive? There was a misunderstanding, and I, 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 I ruined it. I, a I apologize. Spooky I'm sorry. lack of communication. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but like you're, you're right. We, 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 let's let's uh, let's you know let's do our duty and bury our listeners alive. Okay, um, but uh, listeners, you are being buried with uh, means to. Access the internet, so please, in your last few moments of life before you run out of oxygen, or or actually, I believe that before you run out of oxygen, you'll be poisoned by an excess of CO2. But before you perish, before your untimely demise, please use your phone or tablet or whatever internet-enabled device we've left you with to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Or reach out to us on on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. And of course, you can always email us at 
ASMRQuesting at gmail.com. And rather than texting or calling a friend for help, just let them know about our podcast. Thank you for listening, dear viewer. And stay Perfect, John. That's what they call a photo finish.